want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career Move, the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera, a career-minded Latina turned Forbes featured coach, and I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. Hey everyone, welcome to another dope episode of Her Next Career Move. I am excited about all of the guest interviews that have been coming up, and I'm really excited about this one because I have a bit of a story here. This guest connected with me on LinkedIn, and her vibe and presence on the platform was a surefire thing to make me want her to be a guest on this podcast. But it wasn't just that. So we decided we were going to have a Zoom call together just to get to know each other and chit-chat before we jump into the episode. And it was destiny and faith because when she got on that Zoom call and I saw her, I nearly fell off my chair because she was wearing the coolest, most amazing, very on-point brand color pants for me, bright pink gorgeous fire. And I was just like, yes, please. Marie France is the woman that you want to hear from when you are thinking about your brand. Because when she shows up, she shows out. And our entire conversation was all about her personal brand and how she really showcases it authentically. And that's exactly what she's going to talk about on this podcast episode. So Marie, friends, come on down, join us. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so thrilled and excited to be with you all today. Thank you for having me, Jasmine. Yes. Oh my gosh, Marie, friends. I am so excited for you to be here too, because you are here, well, not here, virtually here, <laughs> but you're you're actually calling in and recording all the way from Paris. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm here in Paris. And yeah, I'm so glad to be able to have this conversation with you and to empower all those beautiful women out there about, you know, their personal brand and how they can showcase their greatness. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to say we were chit-chatting a little bit before we jumped into the recording about Paris and how much I just absolutely love Paris. And I mentioned that Paris reminds me of New York and that every time you go to New York, if you're a visitor, you can experience it in a million different ways. And Paris has that exact same quality for me. Every time I've gone, I feel like I've gotten something different and magical from the city. So tell me, what's it like to live in Paris? Actually, I mean, it's it's my own town. You know, I was born here. I grew up in Paris, you know, studied here, worked here. So this is definitely my hometown. And I just love Paris, not only because it's, you know, it's a beautiful city, but because this is my city. This, you know, I was born here. And of course, there is this cultural 
and and the history part of Paris, which is part of you know the the beauty of the town, really, and it's really the the city of lights. And I think it's a great name for Paris because you never stop learning and discovering parts of Paris. Like I was born there, and I still and I'm still discovering parts of Paris that I don't know, uh, and uh, that's amazing. You you feel like you discover a bit of Paris, but you also discover yourself. Like you grow with the city. That's what I feel about Paris. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I would I would say the same about New York. You you grow with the city. The city has changed so much since I've been a kid, and I don't live there currently. But um, when I do go back to visit. I just still feel like that connection to it. It's it's amazing when you have a hometown like Paris or New York, just the way that you vibe with that city is pretty magical. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And I also believe that, you know, there is the city, of course, but there are there, there is the people. You know, I, I believe that people also make the city. They also contribute to the vibe and to, you know, the energy, the vibration of the city. And here in Paris, you can meet people from everywhere on the planet. You know, you have different nationalities and I'm part of different groups, groups of expats, you know, people coming from, you know, Los Angeles, coming from Oslo, coming from Dubai or India. And that's the beauty of it all, you know, when you speak of a city. There is the, the culture, the history, the architecture, but people are really the heart and soul of a city for me. And I, I found the, sound, the, the same about New York. I remember, you know, meeting people from every corner of the globe. And I feel like it's, it's, it's just amazing to feel that. Absolutely. The people make the city 110%. And I have to say that, you know, before we jump into your business and talking about branding... There was something really special that happened on our Zoom call, and it was me hearing the story of your name. And your story sent me off on a firecracker whirlwind roller coaster to figure out why I was named my name. Um, and I just loved that expedition, and it was all inspired by you. And I would, I would really love for you to share the story of your name, because your name is a part of who you are, which is your brand. Absolutely. My name is definitely part of who I am, and it's definitely part of my identity. So my name is Marie-France, so Marie-France Samba. Samba is my last name. And my parents came to France in the 60s, and they had a big dream and that dream was to have kids in France and to raise their kids in France and give them a beautiful education and give them access to, you know, culture, education, and anything and everything that Paris can offer. And so uh, my sister uh, my sister was, was the first of the family, and then they had my, my brother. And then I was the last, so we had three kids. And when I came out, my parents decided to call me Marie-France because they wanted me to embody the, the dream that they had to raise their, their kids in, in the city of light, in this beautiful country that is France, with, you know, all the possibilities for the kids to, to grow and have a beautiful education and, you know, study and, and have a, a good life. And so my name carries my parents' 
hopes and dreams. So that's why they decided to call me Mary. So Mary, because also of, you know, of, of Mary, the first women on earth, right? Like the mother of Jesus. And they wanted me to have this first part of my name to be Mary because they thought that I would be someone someday who is going to, you know, to empower other people, to lead them, to protect them and to serve them in, in some ways. And so that was for the first part of my name, Mary, and France, of course, because of France, because of the country, because of this country where everything was possible to my parents. You know, back then in the 60s, it was open to any possibilities and any opportunities. And it was all, it was the golden eras for, for, for my, for my parents. And so I find it beautiful that they decided to, to pick this name for me. And I'm so proud because um, my name really conveys and uh, holds uh, my parents' dreams and my parents' expectations and my parents' hopes. And that's why I feel like I also have a beautiful responsibility to own my name and to be proud of my name. And that gives me also the power that I have within. And that's why I believe that Owning your story and knowing where your name comes from also empowers you to own your story and to gain self-awareness about your personality and where you come from and where does your power comes from and, and where does your greatness and where does your message comes from. And so no wonder why I'm a coach today. Because when you think of Mary, Mary's the first woman on earth and she is there to, you know, to lead the way, to encourage, to inspire, to empower, to protect, to heal. And in a way, this is what I do with my business, right? I help women to unleash their greatness and to make sure that they deliver their message and they step into their power so they do what they are meant to do on this planet. So I really encourage each and every one of you to question your story, like question your parents about your name. Where does my name come from? That's a really beautiful and powerful question to ask. Oh, I love everything about that. Oh my God, you're like giving me goosebumps just even thinking about it. And you inspired me because that's exactly what I ended up doing was asking my parents why did they name me Jasmine Jacqueline? And Jasmine comes from my dad. He was the one who chose that name. And he chose that name because he actually didn't get to see me being born because I had my mom had some issues. I was born early. I was really premature. And I ended up in an incubator for my first days of life. And when he finally got a chance to hold me for the first time. He said you were just so delicate like a flower, but you also smelt like jasmine incense. And that took me back to when I was a little kid and people in my family used to burn jasmine incense in the house. And it just brought me back to that memory. So that's where jasmine came from. And Jacqueline, my mom chose that name after Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, who she said was a pillar. She was like, this woman was a pillar of strength. And no matter what people threw at her, she always stood tall and proud and graceful. So 
I, I actually didn't know that. In my 40 years of life, I had no idea where my name came from. And I'm so grateful to you for sending me on that expedition. And I love how you said, own your name. Absolutely. Own your name because your name is definitely part of your identity, of who you are at your core. And this is also, when you own your name, it's a beautiful way to also honor your ancestors, like your parents, but also people who came before them. So it's about acknowledging your own lineage, right? So it's so important because you're not here by yourself on earth. Like people came before you and other people before them, et cetera, et cetera. So this is so important to own your name because this is part of your identity and who you are. I mean, it's really part of your DNA. And so I loved when you, you, you know, you shared this post on LinkedIn and it has like maybe 130 comments and people were so happy and excited to share about their stories which means that it's so important to people and people forget that. And I'm so happy that we had this conversation that brought you to empower other people to open up about their, you know, their identity and their name. It's, it's so beautiful and powerful as well. Absolutely. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. And it's just, it's so lovely. Like I, I'm just loving this conversation already because it's, it's bringing me back. I love how you talked about ancestors too, because my sister's middle name is Norma, which is a family member who passed away. So it was my mom's way of being able to honor that person. So then your names really do connect you to your ancestors. They connect you to your story. And I'm curious you were talking about owning your name as a way of owning your story. So tell me, I'm I'm getting the feeling that your business was really an inspiration of your family's journey and of this concept of owning your name, owning your story. How do you help your clients do that? Like, how do you help your clients own their story? And tell us just a little bit about your business. What's it about and the foundations and how you help your clients with the story? Yeah, so basically, I define myself as a personal branding and self-discovery and also visibility coach, which means that I help women worldwide because, you know, with the technology, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to, you know, I'm based in Paris, but I have beautiful clients worldwide. And so I help them to really uncover their uniqueness and unleash their essence and infuse it into their personal brand so they get heard and they get seen and they become magnetic to their dream clients. Because I really believe that, you know, people buy from people. And as entrepreneurs, we are the heart and soul of our businesses. And therefore, we need to uncover what it is that is our brilliance, what it is that is our essence. Because that's, that's what people are going to connect with. They're going to relate with your essence, with your uniqueness, with what makes you different from other people. And that's why I'm so passionate about personal branding, because in personal branding, there is this word personal. And personal comes down to who you are as a person at your core. And that's why in some of my programs, there is this huge part on, you know, where do you come from? What is your story? What is your family story? And what's your name again? 
right? So there is this huge part where we go back to the roots, right? And it's such a powerful work. And I can see sometimes women really crying about that because they were like, oh my God, I didn't realize why I had these limiting beliefs. That's part of my name is, you know, my, my, my grand grandmother's name. And she was so, you know, she had such a poor mindset regarding money, for example. So she grew up with the lack, uh, with the lack mentality. And because my parents gave me that name also, in a way, they also gave me this lack, lack of money, you know, the, this, this feeling of lack. And that's why now in my business, it's a struggle for me to ask for money. Because in a way, it's unconscious, but it's in my blood, you know? And she understood. She understood where does this, you know, lack of self-worth and self-esteem when she was afraid of asking for money came from. And so this work of, you know, going back to your, to your roots is so, so, so powerful. And it can give you clarity about, you know, your mindset, your current mindset, and why you do what you're doing right now with your work or even when you're interacting with people. Wow. There was a lot of gems dropped there. And one of the things that I have to key into here is we talk a lot about this in this podcast, and many of our guests have said this before, that as women of color, we are carrying generational trauma or carrying trauma from our lineage that it is our responsibility to look at and change or even release, put it down and walk away. And so I love how you're talking about, oh my goodness, now I can understand why I see certain things a certain way because of my story, my beliefs, and even that trauma that I'm carrying or maybe carrying just by even being named a certain thing. Like I believe that that stuff really does transfer from lifetime to lifetime until there is that person who says, no more. I'm yes. going to let it go and I'm going to change it. So that's really powerful. It is powerful. It is powerful. And I remember that clients from, from, from that point, she decided that she will keep her first name, but she wouldn't tell people that her second name was this name. I, I, I don't remember. I think it was like Christian or I, I don't remember exactly like her middle name. And so from that moment, she decided that she won't even give that name to people, you know, when she was asked her name. She would only give the first name, right? And so it started to change from that moment. Her mindset changed and her perspectives about money changed. And she was able to own her story, but also say, this is not me. Like this part of my story, like the lack of money and acting from a place of lack belonged to my grand, grand grandmother. And this is not me. I don't have to carry that. This is not me. I'm living now and I have to go my own path with my own beliefs. And this belief that it's hard, you know, money is hard to gain, acting from a place of lack, this doesn't belong to me. So that's why it's so important because then you're able to say, okay, I'm going to keep that from my 
ancestors and from my story, but I'm going to leave that away because this is not me. And I want to move forward in peace. And I don't have to carry that because it doesn't belong to me. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I think that, oh my goodness, this conversation is so great. And we haven't even gotten into the personal branding. Well, we have, but like this conversation right here is so incredibly powerful and necessary for everyone to hear. And one of the hardest journeys that I went through in my spiritual life, in my spiritual journey, was acknowledging the beliefs that my parents instilled on me that were valuable lessons I wanted to keep and being okay with letting go of the things that I did not want to keep. Because I almost felt like it was wrong to say, I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to continue to propagate that thought. But I had to realize that my parents lived their life to give me the privilege to think, to believe, and to do, and to act differently. And so it's it can be really difficult to go through that journey of what do I want to keep versus what do I want to release, and to be okay with letting go of the things that are not in service of you because we have the privilege to live life differently. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why it's so important to acknowledge the fact that, okay, there must be something here that doesn't belong to me and I need to uncover this. So you need to have someone who is going to do the work with you because it's not easy. It's a process. And when you have someone that is going to who is going to, to guide you in the process, that's that's a gift. That's a, a really that's a beautiful occasion for you to to grow and to expand and to let go of anything that holds you back, that anything that hurt you in the past and so you're able to let go of all this and suddenly you feel lighter and you feel like anything is possible again like you feel like you have a whole field of you know opportunities that open up in front of you because suddenly you feel like you don't have to 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 carry this this load this weight on your shoulder because you're able to to articulate and to say, this belongs to me, this I don't want it, you know, I don't want no more. Absolutely. That's beautiful. My gosh, so many gems dropped. And I want to take that into the personal brand and professional brand conversation because I also want to key into something really amazing that you talked about. So you were talking about beliefs, releasing these beliefs, but you connected it to you have to understand your story, right? And your story is a part of your brand. You mentioned that the personal brand, I want to pull out some of these words that you use because they were so beautiful. You were talking about the personal brand. You use words like essence, uniqueness, personality, story. So what would be your definition of a personal or professional brand? Like how would you define it? And are those the elements of it? And what other elements do you think are important when you think about your brand? Yeah. So first of all, when we, when we think about the professional brand, we have also to think of our personal brand. Like I believe they go hand in hand. So let's start with the, the professional brand first. So a professional brand is basically, you know, a combination of your skills, 
your merits and accomplishments, your, the results that you helped your company to achieve. And this is basically your work experience and your skills, right? And this is how you distinguish yourself as a credible, um, trustworthy, and skilled collaborator or employee or executive in the workplace. That is your professional brand. But now you also have your personal brand and your personal brand is more about you. It's more about how you uh, position yourself in, in the equation, right? It's your value, it's your story, and it's your ability to give a sense of who you are as a person. This is your personal brand, right? And is, this is also your, you know, your point of view your point of view, like, what do you believe uh, is true? Like, it reminds me of this book from Oprah Winfrey, and it's called What Do You Know For Sure? So you have to believe something. There is something that you need to be, you know, sure about. Like, you believe that this is true for you, and you're not going to compromise on that, right? So this is part of your personal brand. This is basically your, you know, who you are at your core, your uniqueness, your essence, your values, your stories, and also your point of view. Like, what do you stand for? What do you believe is true for you? What are you going to stand up for? That's your personal brand. I love that. You know, so curious. You're really making me think on this conversation. So I love how you broke it down as personal brand and professional brand. So your professional brand is that the accomplishments, the strengths, the achievements, whereas your personal brand is the story, the essence of you, what you stand for. Now, when it comes to the workplace, how do those two things really, how do those two brands really mesh? Because when we think about women of color and authenticity in the workplace, we do want to bring that personal brand into the workplace. We do want to bring our stories, our cultures, our identities, because they go so much hand in hand. I know for me, being a Latina and growing up in hardship and scarcity, it created the person who can go into the workplace and get shit done and get a lot of shit done and just really just own that. So how do we kind of couple the personal and the professional and how can we bring that into the workplace so that we do feel like we're being our authentic selves at work? Yeah, I love this question. And 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 you're absolutely right. You know, this personal brand and professional brand go hand in hand. So the aim of the game is to really start by owning your brand. Like really, once you learn how to own your brand and, and really showcase it, showcase your brand, that's when you win. And that's when you become someone that people have to count with, right? So it's about owning your brand and owning your name, owning your story, because you don't want people to define who you are. This is your job. This is your responsibility because you you don't you don't wait for people to define you you take charge of your brand instead of waiting for other people to create it for you right so first of all you own your brand you own your name you own who you are at your core and you don't wait for people to define you you define it yourself you take responsibility of your brand because i know sometimes 
women can be like, you know, I'm going to wait for people to, to tell me how I should behave, uh, what I should say or do, uh, if I am entitled or if I'm allowed to speak my voice in, on, in the boardroom. No, I, I don't buy into that. I believe that we are in charge and this is our responsibility to make sure that we speak our voice and we define who and what we what we stand for and how we want people to perceive us how do we want to be perceived by people this is our responsibility to define that and not wait for other people to do that for us yeah it reminds me a lot of that saying of teach other people how to treat you teach other people how to be in your space teach other people how to talk to you by being the one who puts yourself in those spaces and really owns that space. So I I love that because it's like we shouldn't be waiting for other people to tell us what we can do, what we can say, or what we can own. We should come into every single environment really owning that. So I love that you're using that word own because I think that is so powerful and so incredibly important. So When I'm thinking about the personal and the professional, I'm thinking about evolution and change. Are there elements of your brand, either personal or professional, that change as you grow and learn? Is it static? How do you know when you should change your brand, re-up it? Like, Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I mean, your personal brand will evolve, will evolve, sorry, as you evolve as a person. So, of course, life happens, you have different life experiences, and of course, your brand is going to evolve and expand as you expand as a human being. So, it's not static. And also, your professional brand is also going to evolve with you, with your personal brand, because the, you know, the work culture, will evolve because you are an important element of the work culture. I mean, the work culture will only evolve if people inside the company will also evolve and make sure that their personal brand evolve as well. Meaning that if we want to make sure that the work culture becomes more like maybe inclusive or a much better place, then we need to evolve as well. So it's not static at all. We need to make the the work to make sure that the change occurs in the workplace. But we are part of the change. I love that. Yeah, we are part of the change. So evolution, evolve. And as you're evolving and you're identifying what components of your brand are changing based off of that evolution, continue to own it and bring it into the space because that will not just up-level you. But what I'm hearing you say is, that will start to change and up-level the environments that we're in as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, I mean, work culture is different, you know, is different from, from a company to, to, to the other. And it's not a fixed thing. It's not static. It evolves based on the, you know, behaviors of people working in, in the organization. And that's why it's so important as individuals to really make sure that you expand and you explore, you do the work, you do the inner work to unleash your potential. And as you do so, you also contribute to the change. 
right? Because the more you own your personal brand and your professional brand, the more you're able to have an impact on the work culture, right? So we, we, we definitely have to take responsibility for, for ourselves and for our personal brand and our professional brand. That's definitely crucial. Yes, I love that. You know, it it's so great to sort of think about the evolution of the of the evolution of yourself and the evolution of your brand and how your brand can shape your environments as well. So that's a really it's a really awesome thing to think about and reflect on. I'm going to reflect on that myself too. <laughs> so you you're dropping some gems on us today. <laughs> I always, you know, I really encourage each and every one of us to do the work as necessary as, you know, if you feel that it's necessary for you, please, by any means, do it. And just assess, like take time to assess yourself and really go deep and try to understand how can you contribute to the best of your abilities. And you want to make sure that you uh, explore your potential and you do not uh, leave any stone unturned, right? So you really go deep, and the more you do that, the more you also allow other women around you to do the same. And that's the beauty of it all, right? It's, it's, it's a ripple effect. The more you empower yourself to really become the highest version and the most authentic version that you can be, without limitation, without boundaries, without limiting beliefs, the more you're able to also empower other women. And together you help uh, change the work culture. It's reminding me of be the example. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Start with yourself. You know, start with yourself. And yeah, do not wait for, you know, for, for other people to do your job, right? Meaning your inner job. Start with yourself and let the magic happen. Let, let the, the ripple effect, you know, occur. And I think it's really beautiful how women can empower other women by, by shining their light, right? Yes, by being the example, 100%. I love this. I want to ask you another question about branding. So we're talking a bit about the brand from the perspective of you identifying the brand, the element of the brand, both personal and professional. You were talking about owning that brand, coming into the space and how owning your brand and showcasing yourself can change the environment around you, can up-level you, but also others. I want to talk a little bit about growing your career and increasing your visibility. Do you have any tips on how you can use this personal or professional brand to truly grow your career and become visible? Because I I think that as women of color, one of the things that I truly feel we don't focus on enough, and I say this because I was one of those individuals, is visibility. I think we shrink a lot. We shrink ourselves. We don't take up the space that we deserve to take up. And that has a big impact on our career growth and progression. So when you say own it, right? When when you say own it, you're making me think of like, come into the space, take it over, be visible. So what are your tips to using the brand to be visible and to truly focus on growing your career as a woman of color? 
Yeah, I like that. So first of all, as we said previously, it's about owning who you are at your core. So you need to get gain self-awareness about who you are, what what are your strengths, your you know, your your strong points. Uh, where do you come from? What is your what is your DNA? Right? Like really go deep in there and really understand where you come from. What is your purpose in a way? So really gain self-awareness about who you are. That would be that would be the starting point. And do not let people define you that we, we said that before. But more about, you know, not being afraid to ask for feedback. Because sometimes you're like, you know, you do something and you're not quite sure and you're afraid because you feel you fear that, you know, people are going to judge you. But I believe that we need to ask for feedback because when you ask for feedback, then that's when you improve. That's when you're able to expand and reach that next level of, of, of success. So that would be my, my third tip. And another tip will be to, to make sure that your perception equals reality, you know, because sometimes we make, you know, assumptions about what people may think about us. And sometimes we can, I mean, we can be right, but we can also be wrong. And this could lead to some misunderstanding and some, you know, and your performance being less than what it should be. So make sure your perception and how you perceive yourself equals how people perceive you. And if you believe and if you see that there is a difference between those two things, then it's important to acknowledge that and and, and also ask why that is. You know, you can just ask people, you know, maybe, you know, you know I want to know how you perceive me because I believe that, you know, what you said the other day, I believe that there is some kind of misunderstanding there. So maybe we can just have an open up conversation about that. And people will just tell you, right? If you show up, you know, with your being authentic and having an open conversation about perception, you may be surprised. You may be surprised that about you know the positive effects that could have about you know your your relationship in in the workplace so it's it's really about making sure that your perception equals reality and 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 also do not be afraid to ask for for feedback that's for sure but also negative you have to be willing to accept positive and negative feedback as well and really make sure that you learn the lessons and, and, and show that you're willing to learn and you're willing to improve. So do not just wait for, you know, the, the year end big assessments. Try ask for feedback, like be proactive and, and also be direct. Yeah. And you can ask for what skills do you think I need to improve? Uh, which projects will help me to, to show up more? And in which area do you think I can, you know, showcase my, my ability the most? So be proactive. Ask uh, where there are room for you to improve and and really advance your career. I love that. Those are great tips and they're very unique tips. Ask for feedback. Really be proactive about that feedback. Take that feedback in. Identify the areas for growth. Don't be scared of it. 
You know, I love that because I I think you're right. I think that we can let the fear of what other people or how other people perceive us to stop us from even asking the question, which can be very helpful in identifying where are the areas that I want to up-level and how do I want to move forward in doing that, both in my brand and in my career. Absolutely. I love that. And and really make sure that there are no misunderstandings. So for example, you need also to own your culture. Don't be afraid to open up about your culture. For example, like if you see that, you know, in the workplace, they used to have like, you know, a cocktail party every every Friday, for example. And there is a lot of, you know, alcohol and you don't drink alcohol because you have because it's, it's cultural. You don't drink alcohol in your family. Then open up. Just say that, you know, it's not against you, but I'm not going to the party because of my culture. And, you know, we don't drink alcohol and this is who I am. And I really appreciate you taking that into account. So I'm not attending the party. Not It's not against you, but it's because of my culture. And people will say, oh, okay, I appreciate that you share that with us so that we don't think that you don't attend the party because, oh, you think you don't belong and you don't want to mingle with other people. So you see how crucial this can be. So don't be afraid to open up about your culture and once again, own your culture. You know, if it's something that is part of your DNA, part of who you are, then you have to open up and and say it in, in simple words and people will understand. Trust me. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Vulnerability is what's coming to mind. Being more vulnerable, being more open, and being more accepting of who you are, where you come from, and your story. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. Yes, it is. And and, and you know what? You know, I saw in the last, let's say, two to three years, because, you know, I've been on Instagram only, you know, I started on Instagram only like five five years ago or something. So I'm quite new, I would say that. And I saw over the year, you know, this image of, you know, be a queen, be like a strong woman, you know, strong black women being queens and on their thrones. And, and I'm like, not always. You know, I feel like vulnerability is the new strong. Let me say that again. Vulnerability is the new strong. That's how people can relate. And that's how people can say that, okay, she owns her story, but she's not afraid to be, to be authentic, right? So, you know, this idea of being strong and being the queen, I don't really buy into that. For me, vulnerability is the new strong. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. And, you know, for so long in my life, in my career especially, I was taught to be this strong Latina, right? This strong woman. And it and that equated to don't show anyone the vulnerable parts of you. Because I, I remember even people telling me, if you are vulnerable with others, then they know how to get you. They know how to attack you. They know how to make things harder for you. So it was almost like in order to move forward in order to be successful, I had to protect 
the vulnerable pieces of myself because they could be taken and then utilized against me. And so I love how you're saying vulnerability is actually strength and being vulnerable is owning those parts of you and talking about them and putting them out in the world without fear. Yes, without fear and not considering that, you know, the workplace is necessarily a jungle where you have to fight, where you have to look out for the enemy because, you know, the enemy can attack you. Like, let's let's be authentic and let's learn how to be vulnerable because then people see, see that you are human. You are a human being with your emotions and your with your quirks and, and, and flaws and that's okay. Because we relate more with authentic people, right? When you feel like you are on your throne and you're so strong, you I mean, people won't be around you. Then you'll become someone that people are afraid of. And that could be a problem in the workplace, right? Because we need to learn how to, to get on well with people, right? We are a team. And we work, we work as a team. And so in order to, to make sure that we, we work as a team, we need to be part of the team. And to be part of the team, you need to also be yourself and accept that you are human and not be afraid to show your human parts. Amazing. Oh my goodness. Marie France, you just dropped so many gems during this episode and I'm going to ask you to drop one more. (laughs) So before we, before we conclude, I always love to ask the question of if you could go back to your younger career self, to that young Marie France who was just starting out her career, what's a piece of advice or a tip that you would give to her to help navigate what can sometimes be a challenging space? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. And I think I will tell my younger self, keep being curious. Your curiosity is your best asset because your curiosity will lead you to places that are, you know, magical. That that's when the magic happened. When you let yourself be curious and adventurous enough, that's when the magic happens. So say yes, like step into that mindset where you learn to say yes to adventure, yes to new opportunities, and then you will learn along the way. So say yes more, say yes to yourself, say yes to life, say yes to opportunities, and don't be too much, you know, bothered by perfection. Because I know when I was younger, I was like, oh my God, it has to be perfect. And because, you know, I remember when I was a little girl at school, I was, you know, the perfect little girl. Like I was the best friend. I was the cheerleader. I was organizing games in the, you know, in the playground. I was the, you know, the happy, creative friend, but also I was a good student, like great marks and everything. And when I grew up, when I grew up, I was like, yeah, I need also to be perfect. I like to have, you know, good marks. And so I remember at the beginning of my career, because I I started at the L magazine, I started at the L magazine, and then I went to uh, Sony Music, Water Music, and some, you know, advertising agencies. So that's a bit of my my professional journey. And I remember I wanted to be perfect, especially when I was working in the advertising business. It was highly creative, and I loved it. And I was like, it has to be, you know, the campaign has to be perfect, because it it went before it's published. And 
and it's not, right? So I would say let go of perfection and just learn to be comfortable in in the uncomfortable situations, you know, in uncomfortable situations and learn to be learn to accept your imperfect parts of yourself, like acknowledge them and do not try to go against them. Work with them. They are part of who you are. They are part of your DNA. And that's okay to not be perfect and to not have everything figured out before you even start to take action. So that would be that would be my uh, my advice. And there's also a quote that I love, and it says, "Think beyond your job description and lead beyond your role." Right. Which means that do not stop at a job description. Put your professional brand in there. Put your personal brand in there. And think about being the best that you can be using your full potential and using who you are at your core. So go beyond the role and go beyond the job description. Don't be afraid to go beyond that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that quote. I have never heard it before. And that's absolutely beautiful. And it's so true. Go beyond what is expected and really push your own boundaries. Bring yourself into the workplace. I mean, which is just such a resonating message that we're hearing in this episode. I also want to go back to what you said in the beginning, which is curiosity, which I think is so incredibly important. And I think that as children, we we have this level of curiosity of the world that so many rules then stop us from maintaining that curious sort of nature. And so many fears and beliefs that are put on us that we shouldn't even continue to have And I really love that concept and idea of curiosity and maintaining curiosity. So that's great. These are such great, great pieces of advice. And, And please, by any means, go back to that inner child. Like even if you, yeah, there's a great tip that I want to share there. Like go back to certain photos. Ask your parents about photos of yourself when you were like six, seven, or eight. And look at those photos. Look at your smile. Look at all those activities that you used to do. And get into that joy again. Get into that excitement again. And think about how adventurous you are. You were, sorry, in the past. And go back to that. And make sure that you you do some activities that, Create that joy again, this excitement again. Go back to that kid. It's, it's, It's there. He's stealing you somewhere. So go back to that kid and have a conversation too with that with that kid again. Amazing. Yes. I love that. Marie France, you dropped so many gems on us and we loved having you here. I loved having you here. This was just such an amazing conversation. And also, I want to share also one last piece with everyone is also learn to focus on identify the bonds, like something that you can share with other people in the workplace, like some interests, some experiences. So once again, open up, be open-minded and don't focus too much on things that can differentiate you, you know, your differences, but also learn to identify your common 
points of interest and experiences. And you'll be amazed that, you know, maybe someone that you were like, oh my God, maybe this, this one is going to judge me. Then if you start to open up and, and share about your life experiences, for example, then you may discover that you both, you know, like, I don't know, diving or whatever that is. And this creates the condition for a beautiful communication and beautiful relationship into the workplace. So do not forget to, to focus on interest and common life experiences instead of focusing on differences. Absolutely. I love that. And do not settle. And that's my mantra. Do not settle for less than what you're capable of being, doing, and becoming. Amazing. Amazing. Never settle. I love it. Marie France, tell everyone how they can follow you, where they can find you, how they can learn about working with you. Well, you know what? I'm all about networking and, and, you know, starting the conversation. We're all human beings. We're all professional, but we're all human beings first and foremost. And I believe in having conversations. So you can have a conversation with me uh, through LinkedIn. Yes, I love LinkedIn. This is where I, you know, I spend my time most of the most of the time. And uh, so you can just send me a direct message on LinkedIn and we can have a conversation. I do believe in direct conversation and getting to know each other and getting to know how I can help you. So LinkedIn is a way. I also have my website and I will be uh, also doing a, a webinar to talk about how you can unleash your uniqueness and infuse it into your personal brand, whether you are in the corporate world or as an entrepreneur. Because I believe that we are all here for a reason and we all have like a destiny to fulfill, right? And a mission to fulfill. And the best, one of the best ways to do that is to understand who you are and how you can uh, develop your personal brand so that you can achieve your destiny and you can achieve the mission and, and really step into the reason and the purpose and, 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 and make sure you make the impact you know you're here to make. Awesome. I love it all. Yes, to starting some conversations with Marie France on LinkedIn. Everyone, all of the links that Marie France mentioned on our podcast today are going to be in the show notes. So make sure that you click on those links, follow her, start a conversation. We're also going to include the information for the webinar. This is going to be great. Definitely attend. And thank you so much, Marie France, for all of this greatness. Thank you, Jasmine. And one and one last thing, because we were talking about Paris at the beginning of the of this conversation. And I am doing a branding retreat in Paris on uh, in October, in, in October 2023. So I wanted to share that with you. Uh, so we didn't talk about it uh, before, but I wanted to share that with you now and with with uh, with everyone. So it's going to be a beautiful branding retreat. It's about, you know, unleashing, once again, your essence in the city of light, like unleash your light in the city of lights um, in October 2023. Amazing. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 
all info in the show notes. But you should also be following Marie France anyway, because that's where you're going to get all the up-to-date details. So thank you again, Marie France. We loved having you on the show. And to everyone, until next time, we're going to have more amazing experts coming up to do interviews just like Marie France, dropping gems. And also, I'm going to be stopping in for some solo episodes to give you a little bit of the insider details as to what's going on with my life and my business and some great client wins. So stay tuned. Until next time. Bye. That's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page at her next career move. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color ready to take it over.